Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I can't believe we've been doing this for a year. Can't even get to speak right tonight. Wow. Uh, anyways, hello and welcome to the 25th installment of Kinda Geeky. Uh, we actually have a special guest tonight, too. Uh, since it is the year anniversary and 25th anniversary, well, Lily, you can talk now, too, if you want to. Well, okay. I mean, let's introduce yourself. The person you hear speaking right now was... Keith. I'm Lily Jenkins. And I am the guest tonight, which is Justin. Yes, this Yay, is uh, one of my neighbors. Uh, he is a school teacher. We'll find out a little bit about that. We're going to do it a little bit different with the format since we have someone else, uh, new on the podcast, but then we're going to also stick with some of our topics. I don't know how much of a gamer you are, but this is called Kind of Geeky, so we do talk about a lot of geeky topics here. Yeah, <laughs> I have some gaming experience for sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah, well, since we were talking about you want to get rid of old PlayStation games there. Um, no, um, well, so it's been a year, so... I wanted to start off with first. I know we have you here. We're gonna get to you in a second. I yeah, promise. Yeah, um, how, like, have you have we grown and changed? Do you like where we're at? Do you think we need to do anything? I'm talking to Lily here in case the audience wants to know. Um, I think we really have grown and changed, and uh, wow, man, it's really an amazing. I feel like the next year is like a new take on things. It's like a new fresh start for Heidi Geeky in a more experienced way instead of not knowing what the hell we're doing other than being able to hook up some shit, you know, and record it. Which we still need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Everything I'm, else is going kind of smooth, yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited, and I'm, I'm excited that uh, I, I just, it's going to be a better year. Yeah, you know, and we were kind of friends when this started, and now we're really good friends because we've actually seen each other every two weeks for the entire fucking year. We so. had to. <laughs> it was mandatory. Yeah. Which I, oh, there's a good thing. Let me ask you from an outsider. Okay. Here, um, why did you start? Why did you start doing? You this? know, uh, she's worked in the video game industry for a while. I've been a tester within the movie, television, video game, and now work for Directv. So I've done a lot of entertainment testing, and we go to a bar and talk about doing like a radio show or something like that. And I was listening to the Nerdist podcast a lot because I, I like that format with Chris Hardwick where he just interviews people, but it's a conversation. It's not. Okay, what'd you do? How was this movie? Where were we going? What was the weekend like? How, how was everyone on set? Because you sit back, like, when you have an hour or more to talk, you, people drop their guard and you just have a conversation with people. And right. he says that a lot, and I 100% agree. Right. And so, like, yeah, we always have these topics that we like to talk about, and our conversations involve into sex or something else. Yeah. So, like, you never know where it's going to go when you're actually talking for a while. And I was just like, we need to fucking do it. Because they say, he says that a lot on the podcast. He's like, well, you can talk about it all you want, but you actually have to do it. And I was like, fuck it, Lily, let's get the other third of this podcast. I have a different story. That's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah? Like, for me, well, my declared major is journalism. Yeah. At the time, I was in college when we were kind of hanging out, and, uh, like, before the podcast. And I was At doing... Bars. Yeah, I had the worst show on KLBC at the time. <laughs> you know, like it was. We used to get a lot of Russians listening to us. I don't know what they got. I don't. Know. Yeah, you just had bad hours though, right? Uh, no, I had Tuesday two to three, which isn't great, but afternoon. Yeah, it's uh, kind of alright. People are at work still. Like you want the morning yeah, block, so glad no block, block, the afternoon block, or the evening block. I know that was the worst show ever, dude. I know it, man. <laughs> Sometimes I play the same songs I played last week. <laughs> Hopefully you like them. Because <laughs> you're going to hear them again. One time I was like, I like cried on the air, and I was like, oh, I suck. And I just played music for a whole hour and didn't talk. <laughs> but how did that get you to this? Well, because, you know, I, I 
was doing broadcasting was something I really enjoyed and liked, and cool. I felt like I wanted to be comfortable with talking and being recorded. And okay, but I'm gonna take the like whole like alpha male thing here, and I I I knew that though. That's why we were sitting at the bar talking a lot for hours and just going. We should really sit down. Well, we and do say a such amazing things. We're like, dude, I don't think this We're is meant for just us two here. The whole world needs to know. <laughs> and sriracha is the best. And this is really the first mic we bought. I bought to do a podcast, and I really haven't upgraded from that mic. Or, like, I got a portable mic to do portable podcasts, which I've used that a couple of times now, and. Uh, Another one that I was trying to hook up to do like interview with, where I could have one in the air and interview somebody, but I'm still with money and other ventures I'm going into. I haven't, I haven't put all my focus into kind of EP, which I kind of need to, but because I, I do like and well, once again, like, radios and look to sponsors or you know if anyone wanted to donate, they know. Don't how to go stop. there yet. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Okay. Um, You're I'm not sure. One. You're the <laughs> I say it because obviously he's saying like he's yeah uh, our priorities maybe aren't a hundred percent into making this like what we spend our money right. on but we don't really have like a lot of money to just like throw at doing it in the first place. I say it's more because like are you saying the South Park? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so absolutely. do you remember the underpants gnome episode? Yes. That thinking is underpants gnome thinking. We have one. We have two, we're missing step three, but money's coming! Yeah. Like, no, take it slow, let it develop. Like, we have the podcast now, I'm, I'm trying to start the website soon to go with the podcast. We have the Facebook page and the Live Journal page. Um, the other couple, like, tinygeeky.com is already taken, so I have to get creative with some of the other ways I do stuff. But I'm working on building the website, and yeah, I'm getting all my ducks in a row to hopefully try, try and eventually make some money off it, but Right now, I just want to grow listeners. And well, no, I don't want to make joy. money. I wouldn't like, mind if it was kind of, like, helped. Like, oh, yeah. Be you nice, know what I mean? Like, even if somebody, like, threw you, like, 20 bucks and was like, here, guys, do something. Oh, like, this, we're kind of geeky with this that. This is 100% you know? a business, too. I'm going to try and write it off. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, if yeah, I can. Right, right, right. We'll see if the government will let me. But, no, I mean, yeah, because, yeah, so to get back to your question, though, like, yeah, we just sat and talked a lot and said, finally, let's talk talk online, let's actually get it out there. And yeah, now we've done 25 episodes. So. Well, I guess a little bit of a teacher in me, I guess I'm going to ask you this next question is, did you get out of it so far in this year, reflecting back to the year, did you get out of it what you hoped to get out of it so far? Are you at a point where you want to be? Is Are you satisfied with it? Are you... No, I want more. You want it? Well, yeah. that's good. Any, anybody wants I want to grow, like, like, ha like having you on, I want to interview more people, I want... And like I, I want to do the format that I brought up at the beginning with I, I don't like it'd be nice to have interviews with CEOs and actors and all that, but everybody does that. That's like the main thing. I want the teachers and the people that you know mid-level management or aspiring artists and stuff like that, where they've worked hard to get where they're at. They either love where they're at or they want to get higher, but they're passing their goals to that position and what brings them their joy in life. Because that's really what life is about, is fun and joy. So, and like my mom's a teacher too. So, when you have that ability to change someone's life, it's amazing. And just going back to Florida and, you know, seeing she's taught for 30 something years and being at the grocery store and a 22 year old walks up to her and goes, Mrs. Evans, yeah. you were so great. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> that's amazing. That's just so amazing. 
So I, I give it up for teachers. Yeah, I respect, and I respect that. What you said, and I mean, I'm, I'm a history teacher. I'm sure we'll get into that later. Oh, but, <laughs> but it's you know, a lot of too often when we open up the history book and we all hear about the big names and the big events, but some of the best books written are the ones about death and history. Yeah. And everyday individual, you know. So that's very interesting. Well, uh, I know I'm going to mess up the quote, and maybe if I do, you can correct it for me. But you know, there's that like uh, great men are built on the backs of the yeah. Well intended. Right. I can't fix the quote for you, but okay. it sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, is, is great and understandably, but it's like you should not forget those people that it was, it was built upon to make them the great men that they were. Yeah. And it takes, and I, I just did a whole blog post on my, my personal Facebook about, you know, what well, what's going on with the whole unarmed people being killed by cops, and, right, right. but I mean, I ended it with, you know, we are a nation where we can, we do have the power to vote, and it's not just presidential vote, it's multiple levels, you can vote for police chiefs, and, you know, local judges, and all that, to put the right people in power to right. actually run this country the way it needs to be done. There's something that I think that white people don't understand, and... We're all white right here, you realize that. <laughs> I know, but I, I work in an urban area. And I thought it was crazy at first, too. A lot of, and I'm not saying just black people, but just also immigrants, you know, things I've just noticed, don't have their ID. It's common for them to yeah, not expensive. have their ID. And I, to me, it just seems, I'm like, isn't that illegal? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. we've all wanted cars and wanted to drive, so we had to get that ID right. to drive or get into the bar we want to get into, so. It's just odd, but it's very common, and it's not strange, I think, on that side of something that we don't live, well, I mean, you know. Okay, we're getting very political. Let's, we, <laughs> I, you know, and I thought about this before I came here. I was like, every, if you read the news right now or social media, it's all about, like, you know, uh, what Black Lives Matter is, what it says on the back okay. of the Twitter uh, um, Twitter um, building right now. Stop. <laughs> no, it anyway. says that, I didn't say that. Twitter said that on the side of their building. Um, anyways, we do have Moving to on. Here, so. <laughs> Let's actually, so you're a teacher, right? what grade right. do you teach? Um, I teach 11th and 12th grade, I teach uh, 11th grade American History, and 12th grade Government Economics. Oh wow, American, okay. American Government Economics. So. How many classes? Um, it's about five classes. It's um, mid blocks personally, so it's a lot different. It's well, yeah. you're a professor almost. Too. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, block yeah. scheduling has been implemented through most of America now, right? Well, like, I mean, it depends on where I came from. Now, I'm originally from Philadelphia, and I taught in a school district kind of on the outskirts of Philadelphia, and it was a great school. It was a public school, though, and whereas now I'm in a school where the whole population is 250 kids. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's manageable. It's very manageable. 250 kids in my old school was half the size one of the grades. Yeah. So it was a huge school, so it's a big difference. And, you know, a lot of, and, and it's a private school where I'm at now, so a lot of what they can do, they're not restrained by, like, state standards, they're not restrained by, um, you know, a lot of things in the public schools are restrained by or educational needs. And, uh, you know, so that gives them a little leniency and ability to do more education in these kinds of things. So okay. block scheduling works. Block scheduling is very beneficial. No, I mean, I had that in public school in Florida when oh, I was, okay. like, Back in 97, 96. Wow. Well, we were one of the prototypes. Like, Central Florida was a prototype test area for block scheduling. So, yeah, it was like one of the first areas. I don't, you, 
How old are you again? Sorry. I'm 28. Okay, so yeah, not too far behind. I'm 33, so like by the time you were in high school, did they have block scheduling in Philly or no? No, no, I was oh, no. no, yeah, it was straight 45 minute periods, you know, like six, seven periods a day. Actually, I think it was nine because we worked two so. Yeah. You know, I'd never been a product of block scheduling. I had never taught in block scheduling until I got out here. I, I uh, dabbled a little bit with block scheduling in the sense that a class I taught in my old school in Philly was uh, combined class English and history. So okay. we had we took two 53-minute periods of English and English ones, which ultimately became a very lengthy block yeah, yeah. schedule. Like <laughs> but yeah, but never like right now. I feel like I'm teaching college in a sense. Like it's almost like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I yeah. see certain kids. Tuesday, Thursday, I see certain kids. It's interesting. But it also gives kids more of an opportunity to take more classes and see what else is out there for them to do. Well, and I think when they do get in college, it makes a little more sense. Yeah, they have them prepared yeah. for that too with block scheduling. Oh, I have. Did, did no, you I have, have to. Did you have block scheduling one? Um, and I went to Los Alamitos High School in okay. Los Alamitos, California. It was an yeah. urban school. Um, he's very kind of a famous school, I guess, for that area. And um, I it was regular, like he was saying, forty-five minutes, six, seven classes mm -hmm. a day. Yeah. It was normal. Now there was a school that you had to test into. Um, that it was in Cyprus that was on block schedule. Really? So Florida had blocked before, and we're like something forty something in education. Yeah. But I feel like I'm pretty educated from coming from that state. No, absolutely. It's, I think it's just the amount of people who are not who didn't receive the benefits of that. You know, it's a product of our well, I, our like you were talking size. about class sizes though. My senior class size was a thousand people. Wow. Yeah. I think I was about twenty five. And I lived on the west side of Orlando. I didn't even live in the heart of Orlando. It was like kind of a redneck area. <laughs> and that's the thing too, is that depending on what state you go to, it's going to be different. Um, and that's that's something that was left up to the states and the you know in the constitution. It just goes it wasn't listed in the constitution. It was within the states, and education is a state controlled thing. Well, no, that's one of the beauty about a lot of state law too. Like states are the test tube for how it will work nationally. Yeah. But some stuff like education, so, some of that like fi finances should be controlled by the government. That should be on the state level. But the way the state op the schools operate, depending on each state, like I think the only one that shouldn't have control would be Texas. <laughs> but that would also be yeah, you control like a, a textbook. They really need to control Texas that. Texas has a very old. Yeah, no, actually, since you're teaching why. history, are you using the Texas test?
you know, you can look at it cynically and say, oh, there's a conspiracy and they're leaving stuff out. No, you, know. like you said, there's just so much information. So much, right? And if you, if you get into classes and you get to college, when I was trying to do major, so I really got very interested in what's going on in the world. Like, I took classes on, I spent entire semesters studying the state of something that I, I teach for like two or three years. I'd like to ask you, yeah, what yeah, was your it. thesis? What's the one thing you know about that most people don't? Oh, no, I don't know if there's just one thing that's like, that's my thesis was. I remember one, I did have my thesis class. We were able to pick um, a class that we focused on that we had to write a giant paper for at the end, which is the second most important recommendation. Yeah. And I was very interested at the time, this was around like the year 2008, I was very interested in uh, Israel oh, and the relations yeah. between the United States and Israel. So I, my thesis was essentially, um, you know, we studied Israel, we studied pretty much like terrorism and everything, and I kind of went on to this, and we got into like, it was the war in Iraq was really picking up. And oh, yeah. We're actually, when I started this class, it was in 07, so Bush was still in office, originally Bush was still in office. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. About to change. Yeah. It was really, you know, we were still. Oh. Yeah, because you were friends, like, I, I don't know if you know gas prices and all that. Mm -hmm. They're at 283 right now at the tank is what I saw today. It was the lowest I saw. I think it's a little cheaper nationally. Right. I think it's 266. Right, right, right. Absolutely. When was the last time it was this low? Actually, I believe it was 2005. I don't. I was going to say 2004. Yeah. Um, I think about that. And that sounds about right because I was out of high school, but not yet in college, and I took a few years off. So sorry to go political here real quick, but. For all that shit the Republicans were given, which the president has no control over gas prices anyways, but uh, now they're this cheap again. Isn't that a really good president? He hasn't done everything we've needed him to do, but damn. Yeah, I mean, and that's damn. another thing, too, is a lot, of, a lot of these factors that go into gas prices, obviously, America's becoming more independent. I've read a study that says by 2020, we would be energy independent. Natural gas production is not all time high right now. That's horrible. And we are uh well, we okay, wait, you're the world's exporter again. We were we were we were the world's Saudi Arabia until World War Two. After World War Two we started to import more oil than we Well yeah, because we capped our wells because we wanted to use those as reserves and get our oil from elsewhere. And and you know, excuse my French, but World War Two beat the shit out of us. Oh we yeah. Used yeah. A lot of oil in that way. Steel or oil, like yeah, we used a lot. Yeah. Even into the sixties, um Forget exactly when it was, and I don't want to say wrong information about people who do not remember it. But there was uh, an Arab-Israeli conflict in which we used our oil money, and we were able to tell France, basically France, England, I think, and Israel, if you guys don't pull out of Egypt, I believe it was, mm -hmm. then we're going to stop selling oil. So we were actually able to flex up on the oil. Well, there was uh, I forgot what huge, and I'm sorry I don't know all of the specific details, but I think it was I knew it was around Edward Bernays who was very into like what was going on, and they made like one of the oil companies made this city of what the future would be like, and I want to say it was like the '60s. And when you see this, if you see film or pictures of the city that this oil company made, it was kind of like Disneyland. Like you're you're just like that must have been so. Expensive back then, like how much on this waste of just feeding that American dream back to people is what I felt like what it was doing. Oh no, don't worry about our country. This is our future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was easy to get caught up in that mentality, especially coming out of World War Two and being top dog uh, in World War Two. The world, despite the USSR being there, we were still definitely the economic powerhouse. And 
Yeah, for a long time, about yeah. the 80s? The 1950s, it was a giant mentality of, you know, we're going to be awesome forever. And we didn't think like that. We were caught up in the mentality. Well, that was how, also how you won, according to a lot of politicians. And also, the way you win is by winning. And also, to, <laughs> to go back to one of your earlier things, that's when white America was living the American dream. <laughs> Everyone else wasn't, but Which is women were just starting say. to get their American dream and all that. But very, very frequently, I would talk to my parents. Their freedom sticks. <laughs> my parents and my grandparents would always say, like, oh, I wish things were like they were back in the day. Oh, the 50s, they were so great. Um, and it's just a different true. generation. They just, yeah. They but also, my grandparents are, you know, quite successful in a sense. And for a lot of people, the 60s were not great. No. For a lot of the people, the 1950s was hell on earth, you know? So. A lot of America was hell on earth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, like, that, I mean, yeah, with even with everything that's going on right now, and that, I mean, even, yeah, even with everything that's going on now, we were able to stand up, rise, and create change as a country. If that needs to happen again, that should happen again. What, in the 50s, you're saying? The women's movement, right, the civil right, right. rights movement, there, there's been a lot of, when people stand together, change happens in this country. I feel the past, it's, like, it's couple not, months. It's not, well, it's coming, but. What an interesting time. We've had other situations like this with the Wall Street one and a couple other ones where people mass together for a little while, but unless you have that leader that steps forward and goes, this is the movement we are running, then it falls apart. Because Occupy Wall Street just fell apart. Because they didn't want a leader. No, you kind of need someone True, to control yeah. everybody. To go, this is why we're here. This is what we're marching. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes all the way back to some early philosophers like uh, Thomas Hobbes with this idea of like state of nature, state of war. And, um, basically, nature is chaos, and humans will inevitably develop some kind of a government underserved or yeah. system that will. Protect them, you know, and then you're going to get more of the rights, and then talk about you know natural rights and this idea of more like liberty, property, and everything like that. But yeah, that's that's a very very old you, philosophy. Human rights. Yeah, How about right. human rights? Right, that's absolutely. the that's the basic one that I think people forget about the most when they're saying people don't deserve health care, people don't like you don't need to take care of the people that come back from war, like all that stuff is like. They've done stuff for our country. They're also Americans and human beings. We should also we should care we should care for them over pets. <laughs> what, I, what I think is really incredible is people keep going out and protesting. Usually, should, I think though. they arrest a lot of people every time, and it's sad. And you, that's supposed to stop people. That's why they arrest people. You got really political. Stop other people from going out there and protesting, but it seems like people keep going out there. I kind of really like that. I love I this conversation, but I have to curve it because we've gone completely off of kind of geeky and kind of political, no. which was the name of our of two episodes well, ago. That's what happened to me the history. I, I know, think um, we're geeky politics, exactly. No, and I think have, with him on the show. On the last episode, I said I want to get more political, so this yeah. was a nice little step for us. Yes, it was. No, um, but no, no I that's want to get, great conversation, I want to get but we'll get back on it. Yeah, later. yeah, we'll definitely get somewhere. Um, <laughs> well, turning I up. do want to go to our topic though, because you said you were a gamer though, right, and uh, let's, let's get to our first that. topic of video games. No, actually, yeah. do you have any modern consoles? And I yeah, mean that uh, with Xbox One, 
a PS4, PS4, or a modern PC, or Wii U. Right. Um, modern gaming, I have to say no, unfortunately, to. In You're back one generation? Or I'm back one generation. Okay. I'm on PlayStation 3 at the moment. Now, here's I have a couple different reasons for that. One, I was huge into games in college and high school and things like that when I had more time to do it. Yeah. Right, and it was more conducive to my lifestyle. Oh, no, no, I 100% get you. So, and it's not like I don't want to or I think, you know, you just I'm playing an hour or two every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But if I have a free hour, what am I going to do? Am I going to just relax? Can I take a nap? You know, like I want to sleep. So, I don't know. And the other thing, too, is that and, I And Sundays for football. So. <laughs> I swear, and you get a little, I get cynical and whatnot, but I swear they purposely designed the new system to look as ugly as possible. I like so the that, Xbox One. But it's kind of, it's real square and boxy, man. I mean, it's 2014. Let's just let me sleek and round. And and you want, like, cylinder? Okay. <laughs> I like it, man. It's, it's not bad, but I love, like, like they went from the... Remember the original PlayStation 3? It was really, like, kind of funky and clunky, yeah. huge. Yeah. And they did the Slim. And I love the Slim. I, I love, love that the Slim. One. That's my favorite one. And then even once I ran when the PS4 was coming out, and don't quote me on this, but, like, they made the even slimmer version of the PS3. Fuck yeah. that PS3. I, that, I, I hate that, that one. That only cracks a lot and overheated. I hate but that one. So that's the one I have. So I kind of learned my lesson. Like I like PlayStation Four. I even like Xbox. While my brothers are Xbox guys, I'm a PlayStation guy. But, I like Xbox. So I like both because they both have their strengths. Yeah. They well, both especially have their now control. Xbox with bringing in what? Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Blu-ray, right? Or uh-huh. they play Blu-ray right. now, which they didn't before, which is a huge thing for PlayStation. Yeah. But again, I think the big difference, and you and I've discussed this before, all you know, all camera, all mic, yeah. <laughs> but. The Xbox, smoke break. Yeah, the Xbox, um, the, the online gaming, the, the aspect yeah. Xbox Live you have to pay for versus PlayStation is free and open. So that's a win, I think, for PlayStation. Does it degrade the quality? Yes, I agree. I agree with that. That is the only problem, though, is with Xbox, you have more dedicated servers and less packs. Over 300,000 yeah. dedicated servers. Well, what are you? PlayStation, what are you? Oh, who cares? Uh, well, it's not. I don't know if it's fully tracked because... Once again, it's open free network, so a lot of it, PlayStation, I think, is still living on the model where, like, you know, if you host a game, everyone's connecting to your console, so it's, there's no service. Yeah, it is, it's, it's a pain in the ass. Because everybody's got to jump out of party and then jump on, because I usually have the best internet in the crew, so everybody has to quit if we're on somebody else's, and I have to leave and jump online just for internet connection. Yeah. Some games so it might have an online server where it just puts everybody <coughs> in the hub, but when it directs the gameplay, it connects to the actual console, so you're all connected through that primary console and goes off their internet speed. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I, I This is how yeah. it used to work. Yeah. And I know with a lot of Xbox and PC, you're actually on that server. When mm-hmm. you log on to that game for that Windows server, you're actually in that server as well. And, but and also with Xbox One, which the move forward with uh, cloud storage. I don't. I, I 100% don't use cloud storage yeah. for personal data at all. Right, right, right. But for storing game data instantaneous to stream to your console, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you were asking me about like my gaming nowadays. Yeah. My online gaming has really, really helped because. Oh, like what? I have online gaming. So what? Whether, well, whether you know, I'm, and I'll get to what I play a lot, but okay. like, um. Where, where when I was in college and high school, like I could sit down for a day and play a campaign or something and yeah. get into it and remember where I was and kind of you know really get involved in the actual storyline. 
But nowadays, if I do play and I'm playing, I want to just be able to sit down for an hour, maybe two, and play something and not have to worry about remembering the campaign or remembering where I'm going to Have a nice quick, quick interactive experience right. and just get that couple exactly. kills you needed to get or exactly. complete that puzzle you needed to complete. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, so when I talk, if I, I play, you know, I'd say play the Call of Duty and stuff that are on free for online, but sports games are big for me just because I can go on, I can play a game if I want. I can play one for the Is that about like Madden? Uh, Madden, I kind of stopped playing a couple of years ago, but I play NHL. NHL oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm a big yeah, hockey fan. I'm kind of wearing hockey. the gear right now. Yeah, <laughs> and you have the gear outside on the floor. Actually, I was at the Flyers game the other day. And I oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. A bunch of weird things like that. Flyers gear. But. I went to the um, uh, Blackhawks Ducks game on the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Where, was it in Anaheim? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did go. <laughs> yeah, it's not in Chicago. What, we were what's here. Anaheim Stadium? Is it the Honda Center? Is, that... uh, is it? Uh, yeah, no, it is the Honda Center, and then yeah. it's like right across the street is the baseball stadium. Yeah. So now I've been to both those places. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it really made me, especially being from Philadelphia, and I know we're going off the New England too, but it made no, me appreciate. Uh, we talk sports on this too, so. And being born and raised in Philadelphia, like you, you hear what everyone else says about Philadelphia sports fans and how we we are and stuff. And I've only ever known Philadelphia sports fans. I've always <laughs> ever been to. Philadelphia Sports Complex. So going to the Staples Center today, and the extent of their Flyers bashing was a one quick thirty second chant. Flyers suck in the beginning. Like, and we won. Today. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> we won today, and I was even like, the, the worst thing that happened to me was an older lady asked me to not walk by her so often. Oh wow, really? Beer. Yeah. If if the Kings had won in Philly. And oh, that'd be the true. end of the game, and people were wearing Kings jerseys, like, they probably would have gotten harassed, and, you know, way worse. It's not beat up, though, right? It's not like Oakland. I mean, I, there's, there like, have been I mean, instances at, like, Eagles games where people have gotten harassed, absolutely. Like, um, beaten, harassed. beaten. Okay. Fights have broken out, absolutely. absolutely. But not like out here where Dodgers fans are stabbing Giants right. fans. Right, I can't, yeah, I don't remember a time in Philadelphia where someone died, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. See, uh, to, to go to sports real quick, like my whole thing with fans out here, I feel too, they're, they're fair weather fans. They don't really have teams. That's why I don't think they deserve a football team either. Right. Because you're not going to have the fan base. Like, where you're from, where I'm from, like, we don't have winning football teams, but we still back our fucking team, right, dude. Exactly. I am a diehard Bucks fan. Hey, I lived in Louisiana long enough. The Saints. Saints? Yeah, yeah, the Aints yeah. for years and years, dude. And we, what was it, 30? Like, we never won a Super Bowl or something? And hey, so we, were, we were the Yucks. We were the Yucks. Yeah, well, we can't. We still don't have a Super Bowl. Except you guys have bags over your head, so. Oh, yeah, we both, yeah, I forgot. I don't have a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I feel that they root for the Saints. And everyone's talking shit on Drew Brees, and it's hilarious because yeah. everyone knows I like the Saints in Long Beach, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, hey, you saw oh. Breeze the other day? Yeah. <laughs> he called someone like, a I'm nigga. Like, and it's like a black person saying that. And I'm like, oh my god, it's not my fault. Oh, this season were horrible. Oh, god. See, I miss mm-hmm. the old divisions, though. I'm really afraid. Right. I, 2001, okay, mind you, the Houston Texans are a good team. But I really wish they would have exist because Yes, we were in a tough division. We were in a black and blue division. It was the NFC North with the Bears, Lions, Green Bay, us for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Dallas, like NFC East, except Dallas. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, but that when it was five team divisions, and we had that, like, we had we sucked in that division. It was tough. It was it, it was hard going against them. That's why it's called black and blue division. Yeah. But you had the Battle of the Bays every year, which is because they try and claim that San Francisco Oakland game is the Battle of the Bay because they're both on the same bay. That's the Battle of the Bay. Yeah, yeah. But the two teams with bays in the name are Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Those games were epic. Like, they were awesome. We broke Favre's fucking thumb and he still kicked their ass in the game. College football in Louisiana was even good, too. Oh, well, yeah. Like, you know, no, yeah, it was a roller, but it was just ridiculous. Like, and then rivalries for decades. How college football are you talking Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Penn State. 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 Penn Gators. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I got a lot of them. Yeah, whenever I think of you, I think of Gators. I always do. No, the Knights are getting better, and then the Bulls are getting better, and that's yeah. where I went. So go USF. Yeah, well, and locally, you know, Penn State's national, and maybe yeah. and international, probably. But Penn State's yeah, probably. Vegas. But we have Pitt, which is cool. You yeah, know, no, that's a good team. Yeah. Um, we get, like, locally, Temple, out of Philly. Temple's mm-hmm. always a thing people go to, especially the Temple Penn State game. You know, I'm pretty sure. What else? So they have a good basketball program too. Temple, yeah. Temple's yeah. bad at college basketball more than it is football. Yeah, say. Because oh, they're usually in the what is it? May. I don't know. Yeah, March Madness. Yeah, March, March Madness. Madness. Right. Yeah. They don't always make it to the final four, but they're at least in the 64 teams that yeah, start. But <laughs> I, I think before college football, college basketball is way bigger nationally. We have Temple. We have Villanova. Right. We have. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot Villanova. Villanova will go to the final four. Yeah, that's right. They're bigger than Temple, but yeah, we get a lot more college basketball. Pitt obviously is going to do good college basketball. Yeah. Okay. So good, good state. No, you're just seeing from the south. It's like you know, I I still feel like the south is like football country. Right. 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 Because it doesn't get cold there. We yes, yes, we have hockey, but that's in certain stadiums, and we don't really go ice skating a lot. Like. Championships, you have a heart attack. You're like, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to games, though. Yeah, right, right. Let's get back so, to what 
are you playing right now? You said you were going to get like just the Madden mm-hmm. or just the Hot Show. Show is my biggest one right now. Did you just FIFA, play that on FIFA. the Oh, FIFA's amazing. FIFA's probably my favorite. Are you playing yeah, that on PS3? PS3, PS3, okay. PS3, yeah. Um, FIFA. I love FIFA. Just See, I had a good video game question for you, too, since you're a history person. Right. Um, and we brought this up on our last episode, if you kind of remember. Uh, the cycle of games, from Nintendo to uh, Genesis to PlayStation, was about six years okay. to, to get your upgrades for new new graphics, better overall uh, gameplay and everything. Right. Um, from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4, or Xbox 360 to Xbox One, 10 years. Nine years. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what they threw in there... What they threw in there was two years ago the connect and mm-hmm. the move and all that to add uh, a feature to the now old generation console right. because usually we'd have a new cycle by then. Right. And now, like I, I don't know if you've seen the new consoles, like right, yeah, yeah. Them. they look good, right. but they look really from the generations we've had and the upgrades we've had and the changes in history of the game. Is this really that much of a leap that we can actually be something we're proud of, or something that? My whole thing is, I think we've fallen failed with technology that we've gotten so with convenient and having to fifth and sixth iteration of the game and not really caring. Right. When is that? It, like we're not getting what we should be getting with every game now. Right. Well, you, you brought up two points there, and I'll address them. Um, the first, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, first I went point was way. connect, right? Yeah, well, the, the first thing was the connect and the the idea that we went so many years and then we had this bigger gap. Um, but it seemed like they threw in these little just accessories. Yeah, they extended, they extended life, right? yeah. I don't, I have, in my personal opinion, I think things like the Kinect and all that stuff were more a reaction to Nintendo and Wii. Oh, no, 100%. I think they had to compete with that because even though Wii U, from my, I've never played Wii U, mm-hmm. but um, I've heard and read that it's not selling as well as they wanted it to, and that it wasn't as big as Wii. I think Wii Revolution. You cannot hear it. Wait for the cycle. That's right. Yeah. I think when I was in college, I didn't, I, like, I played PlayStation, I played Nintendo, I was diehard on those kind of games until college, and then the Wii came out, and then I was Wii, so it was Wii most college. Oh, wow, yeah. really? Because it's conducive for, for party and Exactly, yeah, 100%. We were talking about this offline, but. And it's awesome, like, you, like, I, I'll sit down and play Call of Duty or play NHL with people, and, and it'll be fun holding an old school controller on PlayStation. But when we were getting the Wii controllers in our hands, like Tiger Woods golf, like, yeah. it, we were excited because we were actually physically invested in it. In and you feel like you're actually in the game a little bit. And it made, I think, gamers who never picked up video games pick up video games. Like, there would be these sorority girls that would come over who would never in a million years be called on the PlayStation, you know, or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. They came over because they wanted to play video games with us. And it was like, wait a minute. Like, we mm-hmm. were trying to pick up girls in high school, but they didn't want to be with us because we were gamers. <laughs> But like, yeah, sorry. So the hottest girls I knew in Tampa were such big Super Mario fans. Yeah. And I was like, like, what the the fuck? Mario Kart and uh, just randomly, but the new Super, is there a new Super Smash Brothers? Yes. Oh, I love that. I know that that I was. That's uh, before you got here when we were talking before we uh, started the podcast. Uh, I was telling Lily I have an Xbox One, but I'm really thinking my next console is not going to be a PS4. It's going to be a Wii U yeah. because I want Smash Brothers. Yeah. I want Mario Kart. Like there's what, this Zelda. Is there a new Zelda coming out? Um, and you know what? <clears throat> okay, I'm disappointed with the Zelda storyline. Um, they well, did. As of late, yeah, so I'm not. 
So the targeting system, the fight system, everything was fucking amazing. Right. And then he never he made the sequel, and then never made a next gen one or a yeah. PS3, 360 one. Uh, one of those games I'm waiting to come I've been playing uh, Zombie Nation. Yeah. Okay. Zombie so wait, what was your what, what was your <laughs> evolution? What did you what start you? on? Because we talked about oh, this man. before. We like, talked about our evolution. I think I had an Atari. I think my oh. dad bought me an Atari, and we had, or it was an old Atari left over from my dad, or something like that. Did he go in television after that? Yeah. Oh. Then my dad, on one of my earliest memories, one of my sharpest memories from childhood, is my dad. We had regular Nintendo. I would always go over to my neighbor's house and play regular Nintendo. We had blow on the cartridge and all that kind yeah. of stuff and duck hunts and stuff. But I'll never forget my vivid memory of video games was my dad saying, putting out this brand new Super Nintendo for us and saying, look, if you get the babysitter, this is yours. Okay. But, you know, you guys are going to be able to play this. Like Super Mario there, which, oh man, that was it. We, and we would all play it. That was one of my earliest memories. And we need you as already at Disney, yep. right? So did you? Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was two players. Did you do uh, after oh. Super Nintendo Genesis, or did you go straight to PlayStation? Or never had you, was never had Sega. Never did Sega until no. until later on, and I kind of went on a like hipster vibe with Dreamcast, and I was like. I was oh, gonna say, did you have Dreamcast? Did you have a Turbo Graphics 64? Like, like, these games like aren't really that fun. Like, there was there was a Sonic one that was kind of cool, but then I was like, you know what? There's a reason I think people weren't buying it. Well, Kira yeah. Sega was awesome. Well, uh, Dream, Dreamcast, no, but yeah, Dreamcast. Yeah, I just think that people gave up on Dreamcast maybe, and that's why it wasn't developed. Which we never got to the second point that you asked me earlier. Oh yeah. Asked me, uh, it, it kind of ties into it, but you asked me about. Oh, the connect, right? And yeah. The second point was a little bit of complacency or lackluster right, right. with. Uh, Tell me if I'm wrong, but what I've always heard is that when new consoles come out, it isn't so much that the console sucks; it's that the people designing the game no, are no. prepared to make the game up to date with it. So in five Great years, point. five years maybe the full specs of the PS4, or the Xbox One will be realized, and maybe then we can look back at the PS3 and say. We made that show. I agree with you. No, no, no. 100%. Great point. Yes. 100% that, oh, I think you brought this up on the last one too, is that is kind of the hurt that hurts new consoles. Wow, I used hurt twice there. My bad. Um, They're still developing games that are going to work cross platform between new consoles and old consoles. So when you do that, you have to develop something that can only basically work on the old console and then try and port it to the new console. Because you can't really do backwards that way. Yeah, yeah. That was, I was really pissed off that I had PlayStation 3. I couldn't play my PlayStation 1 games. Oh, no, yeah. Something well, wasn't backwards compatible. Well, right? even PS4 to PS3. And you can't Xbox. do that either. And Xbox One to the Xbox 360 is not compatible either. Well, I mean, again, 2014. Why do I have to have ported to the console? Well, because they under. I, I, I will go. I agree with them in this way. It's like once I play a DC game, I'm, I'm not going to play a 10 year old game. I, I'm just not. I want to play the new graphics, the new modern version of it. I, I'm not for sequels and fifths and eighths and point twos of of a game, but yeah, I want to play the newest thing out. Can I download those old games onto my? There are a lot of those things. Yeah, uh, PlayStation. I think PlayStation Four has more of a vast network. Huge network of downloadable and old games. Yes. Yeah. Xbox, I don't think so. They're updating as they go. I just got Worms. 
stuff's funny, but I always, I, I religiously watched The Daily Show until they were four. Yeah. Steve Carell was on The Daily Show, and they, I was like, oh, whatever, it's just another comedy with Steve Carell, and they showed a clip of it, and it was really serious. And even John Stewart was like, dude, I don't see you. Yeah, he didn't recognize him. Yeah, yeah he I don't recognize him. No. You're not in it. Like, this isn't the Steve Carell, and, I, and that's, that's crazy you bring it up, because oh. I want to see it for sure. Yeah, that and Big Hero 6. Really, like, no, I, I want to see that. Oh, like, there's not many. There may, I have to say that they are doing really good with not just, yes, they are supposedly kids' movies, mm-hmm. but some of these animated features lately, like Wreck and Ralph, was definitely that's not been just from a the kids beginning movie. of time. I mean, what I think is that we've come from the classics of things like Sleeping Beauty, yeah, exactly. On to this really sophisticated level where, yeah, maybe the kid doesn't get the theme. But the adults. Lion King had adult themes, but that was still meant for kids. But it went from like this romantic Uh, kind of. Aladdin. Aladdin was for all. Aladdin was definitely a family film. Little Mermaid was not a family film. That was a kid film. It's kind of romantic, actually. I mean, I kind of like Little Mermaid. The idea of no matter what I was, you'd still accept me. You know. Even after changing yourself that whole way, and he's just like, oh, that's a voice. fish. That doesn't seem very, you know. How do you fuck that? Yeah. How are you gonna? <laughs> does that smell good? No, you know. <laughs> it was a little weird, I, but he still loved me. What was it? Was Wally the one about the robot? Oh, Wally the movie. Yeah. Was, yeah. My brother was like, with movie. all the fat people in space. Yeah. yeah. It changed things. That's something that adults. Yeah. I always. I don't know. I think I, I've, I've brought this up several times, so I don't know if to share this on this podcast. My brother told me this, and it really stands a, a testament about that movie by itself, is this hasn't been done in the movie for years. Other than that first intro explanation to the film, for the first 35 minutes, there is not a single word spoken in that film. Yet you were laughing almost the entire time. Yeah, I've never well. seen it. I don't know if I should admit that on record. I've actually never it. seen it either. Okay, all right. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's awesome. Did you see Up though? Yes, I did see Up. Uh, it was incredible, dude. Cool. Cool. I thought that was so cool. It was kind of, yeah, a little sad, too, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's it definitely not. very realistic. Yeah. I think he doesn't know how unrealistic the atmosphere and that there was going on with. The, the relationship great, though, yeah. was very interesting. But even like the cart, the gamer ones, like Wreck It Ralph. And oh, Wreck It Ralph was fun. That was no, that's one of my absolute favorite I've seen it like three ones. times. Oh yeah, it, there's what? How many gaming references? Over twenty. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. classics yeah. and some modern. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I it has Cubert in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Terry Silverman is like the, the main female. Oh okay. She's interesting. I. My, uh, one of my friends saw her stand up recently with Louis C.K. Louis C.K. is the man. He's oh, the man. I love him. Yeah. And what I appreciate too is like he is part of kind of this culture of comedians that were from New York and this that cellar, right? Is it called mm-hmm. the cellar or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. John Stewart did that. A lot of comedians were a huge fan of that. I like that sense of community that they all came from nothing. I guess kind of we can tie this into the podcast here, but like. The best shit comes from the underground. The best shit ever yeah. comes from nothing, and it comes from the people who don't know who they are. That's why everyone. That's why it gets into music. Like the best albums that artists put out are the first album that they put out. Now this isn't a blanket statement, but most of the time, the first album that artists put out after they signed to a major label is the best. Look at you know Eminem, Jay Z, Green Day. 
For the Pixies, their first one, because it's their 25th anniversary. I don't know, but it's the best because it has that grit of the underground, that struggle of the underground and what it was like, but it has that mainstream backing at the same time, though. Then they kind of have a lot of their full self expression. And a lot of actually, and it's still genuine. What is genuine? I always thought. Well, not all bands lose their. No, no way. No way. I don't want that. I don't want to Not all people do. Franklin never lost his genius. Never heard of him. Oh, man. One of the most amazing people ever. He was born of, like, what, the Franklins? It wasn't even, like, I don't know. I think his name must have been crazy. No, Free Person. That was, that's where his name was. Did he own slaves? Yeah, well, no, I don't know. Actually, I, don't, I wouldn't see him as no, ever willingly. But it wasn't really talked about. Huh? No, no, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was the whole time of all of them. Yeah. So, like, uh, all He had sex with a lot of women. He drank a lot of that wine. That was Jefferson. No, no, no. Showered his naked. Yeah, but being an air bath. He would just sit in front of a window naked and drink some fucking powder. And now you get arrested for that. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to take an air bath. He wanted our. our Is he the uh, model example to live after? Uh, no. <laughs> I know. My favorite. Well, the intelligence, yeah. Benjamin Franklin fact is he wanted our national system for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you that. The whiskey would be so much more popular in this country. Yeah, it, would, it, it makes more sense. Do you, do you watch a lot of TV too? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of like my MO is like, you know, political drama. Homeland. Homeland's really good, especially this season. Yeah, I didn't like Flash season as much. I mean, I've watched this up before too. It's a good show, but I just feel like we paint the Middle East bad too often now. And that show completely just paints the Middle East bad. Like, there's no other way to do that. Like, right wingers view that show as, oh, these bad Arabs are all just bad. And you see this sh- a show like that, they're like, oh, see, they're portraying it like this, and it's like. I always appreciated shows, especially being interested in politics and history, that gave me inside looks into how no, the I system agree. works. That's what Argo. Argo was Argo a good movie. Was I, I'm not a huge fan of Ben Affleck. Right. Like he's fine. I like, I like him in his funnier stuff. I don't like him when he's being serious. Dude, the town was freaking awesome. It was, yeah, it was good. I think the town was awesome. I like. I mean, obviously, okay, I've seen uh, him go I like Ben Affleck. I think even was some it of the shitty movies. No, was. Phantoms, dude. Phantoms. Act like what's bombing Phantoms, yo. Phantoms. I don't think it's Phantoms. I don't know. I don't know. Like, but even like the Company Men, which is real slow. No, that, that's uh, uh, I don't know. I can sit and relax and watch. That's from Jay Tyler Bob Strike Back 2. Yes. Alright. And they're saying in the thing, like, this is bombing Phantoms, yo. Oh, and I, I like that. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I went back and rewatched it. It's not that good of a movie, oh, but. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um, what else? What were you saying? Oh, Homeland's good. House of Cards, I love. I can't wait. That new season comes out February twenty seventh. Season three. Season three. Okay. I'm gonna binge watch that. Um, see, I grew up like I, I was really into the West Wing, X Files. Oh yeah. Oh, X Files was really on my shit. Kind of shows, but then like House Did you watch Fringe and all that too? There or no? Oh. Never watched that. Um. Yeah. So House of Cards, Homeland. I like this Madam Secretary that's on ABC. I think. Oh, is that with, CBS, um, maybe CBS, um, no, sorry, I'm What's thinking the wrong show. She's pretty hot, too. What's her name? Catherine Heigl? No, there's some other log, uh, where she's, 
was talking to Ed Helms. I was like, this is funny. Did you do a selfie? No, I did. I, I actually, I, I did. I tried to ask him his name. Like I was just, I introduced myself. I knew it was Ed Helms. Yeah. And Justin. Justin. Your name's Justin too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to get all fanboy on you, but I know you're fucking Ed Helms. And they, and well, he does selfies with people. That's what I'm saying. Like he, he wanted, uh, yeah. Well, he wasn't trying to do it there. I don't know. But then the oh, other, no, I mean, the other the person funny. I saw out here was freaking Angela from the office. I was down in Santa Monica on the pier, and I was like, does she look like, uh, uh, what's her name? I don't know her name I like, but it looked like Angela from the office. And then she took off her glasses and said, it's freaking Angela from the office. So all my running. But wait, let me let's get back to TV shows real quick. And you said HBO. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm bummed out as a West Wing fan, Aaron Sorkin fan. Um, newsroom? Bummed, I'm bummed out the newsroom's over. But it's been great. It has been, but he's stopping. He said he was going to stop. Yeah, but there's reasons for that. I don't know what the newsroom is. It's, uh, I, you can kind of call it a political show, but it's it's a do, it's a drama in a newsroom, which actually gives a, you a the... A docudrama. Docudrama, <laughs> which actually gives you the fact, because it's... it's the news from a, a two year, year a year yeah. or two years previous. No, wait, so it actually yeah, gives cool. you all the facts that we have now gathered within the news story while they're actually giving you the drama part of the show. And again, it's one of those educational ones in the sense that it gives you the facts. inside look at <laughs> what it's like to work in a CNN or a yeah, Fox kind of. I wouldn't say it's like, fully. It's, which yeah, I, which I, I know. I know yeah. what that's like. Yeah, because yeah, I was you should watch that. Yeah, you should watch that, yeah. Yeah, you should watch that show. It's a great show.
you were teaching there, and you came out here to teach. What brought you out here to teach? What brought that? Well, like I said, I'm 28. Um, I was teaching in the same school. I was very, I was very comfortable there. It was, you know, well known, I guess. First, you know, I was comfortable. I had a lot of good friends out there. The students I had a good rapport with the students and everything. And I loved the school I was at. However, I also realized I'm 28 years old, and I haven't lived outside of Philadelphia in all these okay. years. And I wanted, I did not have a fear of waking up at 35 and asking myself. Why did you say that age? I'm really close to that age. Then, you know, whatever, any age. You know, <laughs> exactly. But I had a real fear of waking up one day, five, ten years later, and asking myself, what the hell did you do today? You know? mm-hmm. So I completely went outside my comfort zone. I had never traveled west of the Mississippi before. I had some family out there. That's amazing. What's your life? We have been up and down every state on the East Coast, but. Coming out west, I was like, and I got, I just got an opportunity through a mutual co-worker and old co-worker to come out here, and I said, you know what, you really want to so take it and do it. I, I'd always, Southern California has always been something where, even though I'd never been here before, I'd always felt like I knew it well because I grew up listening to a lot of like Southern California and even North California rock. Well, and, stuff, and so. even as a history teacher, you, there's like, yeah. it's funny. I ran into a couple people out here recently, and I was talking, oh, you're from out here, and then we started talking about stuff, and I'm going. I'm like, how do you not know this? And he goes, everybody from out of state knows more about the state than we do. I'm like, that is almost right. right you guys right. don't know shit about your state. <laughs> and yeah, we get taught, because it goes all the way from the gold rush. I mean, wagon train. I played wagon train back in the day. That's another game that you learned a lot of history. Okay. It's like, oh yeah, you can't take that many people. They are going to die. Well, ironically, that's where, when I was teaching right. history in Pennsylvania, that's where we started off our year, and then here was the westward transformation yeah. and building the railroads and taking the railroads from the east coast to the west coast. So when I moved out here, I took the train from Philly to LA. I did that too from Florida out here. It sucked. I, it, was all, it, was, it was it was it was it was a learning experience. It was a learning experience. Okay, from Florida to DC and from DC to Chicago, the people on there were crazy drunk and awesome. Mm-hmm. To where we tipsy get bartenders enough where we were just smoking in the train car. Oh, no. And then from Chicago through Albuquerque oh, out here, yeah. it was beautiful yeah. in the mid range, but as soon as it hit the desert area and it's just desert yeah. for several states, that sucks. Crossing the Mississippi was cool, but I don't, for some reason we started in Philly. I thought it was going to be like one couple stops. I didn't realize how many stops there were. We went from Philly to DC to like Richmond, and then through West Virginia, which was just awful, to Chicago, which was. Worth every second of it was Chicago because I got to hang out in Chicago for like five six hours. Oh, I only got two because freight trains. If oh, you get right, stuck right. by freight trains, they get priority. Yeah, uh, pretty scary when we broke down in the middle of the Arizona desert, and I just imagined like me driving on horseback coming to train. And I'm like, like, this is gonna be awesome. But, yeah, my only thing with the Arizona um, okay. area is all the ghost stories, all right. the people that were killed for nothing. Right, because the building crosses fast with nothingness, and just because they're in the wrong place, wrong time, probably some of the best people, good people, killed for nothing. And they finally come. They're like, oh, trains. So wait, like, okay, so where? Arizona. So did you stop in Albuquerque? Yeah, stop in New Mexico. Okay, so we I love New Mexico. I love New Mexico. Were you there in we, the daytime? Um, yes, it was the daytime, but I only stopped in like an hour and a 
No, yeah, you don't know. They're not big stuff. stops. The only big stops are like Chicago. Well, I've driven back and forth a lot, and train. I love New Mexico. Train. Well, yeah, train. You don't get Chicago. Stop in New Mexico, uh, you're right. Albuquerque is you like stop an hour in El Paso. And a half. Do, they have, do they search there? Yeah, they do. The pseudo search? Yeah, the pseudo search. That's why I keep telling, like, seriously, if you want to move a lot of drugs, or bomb across the country, apparently. You can just take it on the goddamn train. Because yeah, all you have to do is, when you're doing the search, get off the car. Go to town. We had, it was weird, we had actually, though. I'm not, like, sorry, disclaimer. Just, don't yeah. take drugs or bombs or anything on trains. We're joking. Dumb, like. But we did have, it was kind of, it was weird. Like, we had a police officer on our train who just kept circling and going, and, like, he was on there for a long time. And it was, and it was after Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, Philly, I just got on the train, no big deal, but it was like, that was going to Chicago was different story. D.C., like, I got, my longest stop was D.C. So I, I, I also, I moved on April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. And it was also when the cherry blossoms were falling. So I got to see the cherry blossoms fall in Chicago, I, or in D.C., and then I stopped in Chicago for an hour, got to go upstairs, have a Chicago dog. Get off, walk into wind to get cigarettes. So yeah. I got those two experiences, and then I had to dip. But yeah, I wanted pizza, so I tried. I was like, oh my god, pizza, <laughs> you know, it's a different pizza. Different pizza. It is different. It just can't be pizza. So is this like now that you're out here, do you are you a complacent person? Do you see yourself staying in Long Beach where you're at, or do you want more? Um, not if I answer this question, no, it is not because I don't like California. I don't like Long Beach. I think I don't mind moving somewhere else because now I realize that it's cool. It's fun to experience the places. So is there is a learning like you have to adjust and all yeah. that, but once you get that you're you get to go running. California's cool, man. I mean it's easy to meet people out here. I've met a lot of people. Um it's if I leave it's only because I want to just go to other places like that. Okay. So it's nothing against California. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I want, like, this gave me a lot of, I've been here eight years, it's showed me a lot of things, it's opened my career goals, and what I want to do with my life, it's, it's set a lot of paths, paths on my life that I now know, I, like, this is where I'm going. But yeah, like, wherever you end up. I've four months, though, and I have yet to get to actually get out there to see if I get those things to work. I'd um, like to hear your, uh, your enthusiasm. Yeah, go ahead. I'm pretty big. You're also a private school teacher, though. So. Yeah, I, but I don't know. It's honestly, the, the whenever I yeah, get a refund, like, because I went to college, like I can't go to college. We've before. gone too long. I don't want to keep you that much longer. Sure, right. Don't. I, I. I. The next one was going to be like, you went from public, which is government, so right. you have the comfort of the benefits that go along with government, and now you're private. What those benefits are and how different it is. Because also when you're government, you're ta- not taxed less. But you're only taxed at that certain rate as a government employee. Then the right, yeah, they're going to be taxed a little more. That's always a joke I'd like to play. People ask me, like, they 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 but um, I think at the end of the day, as long as you're being honest about what you're doing and care about what you do, it's going to be the same. Because in public, they, everyone talks about tenure in public schools, and I really, at least in Pennsylvania and you know where the culture I came from, tenure doesn't matter. I don't think people get fired for tenure, and, or 
I mean, I don't know about like you hear stories in the news about New York and how these things just go into these rooms and they really fuck up and they go into these rooms and you just sit there and get paid. But yeah. I've never heard of such a thing as like being a type of thing. I don't think it exists, but tenure I thought was more about getting well, into retirement. Tenure is a there's a lot of different benefits to it, but yeah, you you get uh, retirement for tenure, but also it's for security job security so they can't just fire you willy-nilly. But I've seen it happen. Like I've seen I've seen people yeah, I've seen well, it happen. Like a police officer doesn't mean that you get to uh, take away someone else's rights. As a, teacher, as a tenured teacher, it doesn't mean that you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Right, exactly. Really, is what I should have said. Exactly. <laughs> that's true, that's true. But that's Pennsylvania. I can't, I can't speak to Pennsylvania. Well, and there's extremes. There's always people that will take advantage of that and you know, yeah. be fucked up yeah. and say there's absolutely nothing. But for the majority of people, they actually do what's right. And right. they work their whole time and the tenure is for them on retirement. So that way they don't have nothing when they're up. When they're forced to leave their job after teaching for 50 years. Yeah, I, I value honesty a lot. And not just so honesty to other people, but honesty to myself. Like yeah. if, I'm, if I'm slacking off my job, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not being honest. I'm doing what I was hired to do, so I, don't, I just don't feel good about myself. It's weird. I have more honesty in my work life than in my personal life. Like, I should quit smoking cigarettes, and I tell myself that all the time. Right. And I, I'm being honest with myself that I need to quit for health reasons and all that stuff, and then I go buy another fucking pack. Yeah, so, like, how yeah, honest with yeah. myself? And I curse on myself for that. So, like, right. oh, sorry, completely, no. complete honesty is a bitch sometimes because you end up kicking yourself more than you shouldn't. We'll cut it there because it's actually like a hundred, a uh, one hour and sixteen minutes. Probably the longest one. No, I think I do. We did close to two for one, for one of the episodes, close to two. But uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. Thank you for coming. Please. Our year anniversary. And maybe you'll be on future ones. Happy well, anniversary, Candy Kiki. Once again, thank you everybody for listening, and remember, stay Candy Kiki. Yeah, not too bad, right? I gotta stop it. No, yeah, we, it happens. It's a, at some point. She always does this to me, yeah. <laughs>